Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Sarah's Chill. Never worry about safely storing your breast milk or formula again. Sarah's Chill was invented by a mom for moms and offers guaranteed convenience with their double-walled stainless steel container. And today's episode is also brought to you by Nikki's Natural Wipes. Nikki's was created... Uh, out of the passion of two new parents, and is the first all-natural baby wipes made with Manuka honey and coconut oil. And we'll hear more from our amazing sponsors later, but these sponsors make this podcast possible. So please head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check out our sponsor page if you need anything. Check there and see if you can give any of our sponsors your business. And while you're there, scroll down. Enter your email address, and we'll send episodes straight to your inbox every Monday. And right now, Diane has our review of the week. Yes. And I had a dream about Sarah's chill last night. <laughs> like, so, That's funny. so, so random. And I have these, I have very strange dreams. But yeah, I was like, look at this. I was like promoting it in my dream. I don't know. It was very strange. So <laughs> our review of the week comes from iTunes. And it's from AK555. And she says, thank you. I started listening to this while pregnant. I've been breastfeeding for only three weeks, but I could not have felt more prepared than I did when I started. I saw so many of my friends quit due to lack of support or misconceptions. I tried to refer them, but without success. The best thing I did was listen to your advice and prepare myself to set my daughter and I up for success. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Our biggest challenge is her falling asleep, midnight feeds, causing me to feel engorged come morning. Pumping is not my favorite, but I can't keep her up that long at night. Any tips, Alex? And thank you so much for leaving us this review. And as far as tips for that, I would just try to let it be because your body's going to adapt to what your baby's doing. And you're not going to feel that engorgement for very long. Or you can hand express a little bit out but I would say stay away from the pump if you can. Because the pump will encourage your body to continue to make all of that milk. Mm-hmm. When your body, actually, if your baby's sleeping, it would help just to help even it out if you just leave it. Yeah. So I know it's uncomfortable, but it's it'll your body's going to adapt to what she's doing. So I love doing this awesome. idea. I love this idea of people asking questions, questions that we can like answer in a quick minute or so. Yeah, I know. Isn't that awesome? That's why I picked that one today. That's cool. Yeah. So um, thank you so much for sending that in and for leaving a review for us. And you can, of course, always send them via email at badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com if you want to, or you can just leave them on iTunes. Thank you so much. And send to questions di- too. Yeah. We can, start, we can start being a thing. I know. Wouldn't that be fun? Don't tell like us a nine paragraph story and then ask, you know, for like a whole consultation online because that's obviously not going to work at the beginning of an episode. But like little tips like that, that's gonna, yeah. that's kind of fun. Absolutely. So glad glad we could help. Thanks I for mean, sending that I mean, you can still send us your thing. It's just like we won't read that. Yeah. <laughs> the beginning. <laughs> that would be a totally different, just a private thing. A whole yeah. different thing. Yeah. But today we're going to talk about not gaining weight for the babies, yeah, not the moms, so, no. yeah, not the parents. <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's really scary when your baby's not gaining weight. Mm-hmm. That happened to me with Exley. Oh, yeah. In the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was like a, I don't know, like a week old or something. And uh, I kind of had it in my mind somewhere that like they're green, they're poop would transition from like the greenish into like brownish yellowish yep and it just wasn't happening it was just green 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 
And so I, I emailed or called I, I, by then I, I had actually, so thank goodness I had a lot of, I knew lactation consultants and I knew where to go for help. So I called one and I said, um, you know, I think, you know, is poop so green? I don't know. I'm like, is that supposed to be that way? And she was like, no, actually it should have, you know, transitioned by now. So, you know, what's his weight? And I can't remember all the details, but we somehow got to the weighing and stuff and he hadn't, he really hadn't gained weight weight for like a week. Mm. And um, so I was tandem nursing too. And she was like, all right, so let's, um, let's try a few things. So first she was like, let's not, I was doing, she was like, how are you like organizing the tandem feeding? And I was like, organizing? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> That's a thing? I have two boobs what? and two babies. What's the deal? She was like, well, let's not do that. She was like, let's make sure that the baby is getting the fuller breast you know, at each feeding. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> okay. So, and then let's try some like compressions, some breast compressions while he's feeding and work on like latch, fishing the lips out and getting a, you know, a deeper latch. And um, I think there was, I feel like there was something else. Well, that's three things. So, um, and in like a week he had like, gained like twice as much as he normally would and so i was like oh okay that worked um yeah. that was you know and that was I, it was very early on and i knew where to go for help and i will say that i was actually in conversation with three different lactation consultants because i also know too many lactation consultants <laughs> that's hard when so, you have a, you're a little I know too a lot, but i also know too many yeah so i was like seeing one this one was on the phone and then i was like emailing with another one and the two, the one on the phone was like the main person who was just like new. She just like knew what to do. And the other two were kind of like, eh. And the, one of them was like the one who I was going to for like the, the weigh-ins. She was like, um, eh, you know, eh. <sighs> Could go, you know, eh, it's okay. You know, it takes them a while to gain their birth weight back. Eh. And like, you know, I do think that we overly worry about a lot of things because of misinformation or whatever. But, you know, there's also things that you don't really want to go meh over. Mm -hmm. You know, you do want to address these things, especially early on, so that they don't turn into huge issues. Um, and so, you know, we say a lot here, like, you don't need to worry about this. You don't need to worry about that. And you don't need to worry about this. But like, you know, there's also interventions you know, don't let anybody tell you if you feel like something's wrong to just be like, nah, it's fine. When, you know, maybe somebody else, well, hopefully you don't have like nine lactation consultants working with you, but <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, it worked. Um, and we really got organized and uh, it was, it turned out fine. Um, but I, but that's also not, Sometimes, you know, if it hadn't worked, we would have to look farther into what was going on. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, so the thought behind this episode was to kind of talk about, yeah, those early, early days when you have a newborn and we're watching the weight go back up because they all lose weight, right? We're, and we're going to talk about that. Yeah. But also, sometimes when your baby gets to be like four or five months, their weight gain slows down uh, mm -hmm. and that freaks people out yeah. because there's like, there's a good, usually two months between 
pediatric appointments, which is the norm. Like, I I mean, I'm sure it's different everywhere, but typically we see like you go in at two months and then you go back at four months. And sometimes like you're rolling along, you think everything's fine. You go in for the four months and they're like, oh, the baby has gained like two ounces since two months ago. And you're like, what? What? Like, that's scary. You know, like you're so totally, you know, because you're everything seems normal. Everything seems fine. Um, But we're going to talk about like both of those things. But in the beginning, when your baby is first born, they they lose weight. They just do like and it's expected. Nobody expects your baby to like gain weight in the hospital. That's not something that you're going to see. Or no, gain and weight. if somebody does expect you to to see that, they are so wrong. They are so wrong. And there's usually a window of about 10%, which is kind of like, okay, you know, we don't want the baby to lose really more than like 10% of their body weight in, you know, a couple of days. I, I talked to a mom yesterday, actually, who called me and the baby had lost 10% by the time they left the hospital. So they were freaked out, but she also stayed in the hospital an extra day because she had a C-section. So I was like, so you were monitored a day longer though, too. Like they, you know, that wouldn't have happened if you had just gone home and been home that day. They wouldn't even have known. They wouldn't have even known. Right. So it just, you know, sometimes you got to consider what's going on too. But in the hospital, a couple of things happen. Your baby is losing weight. You have to look at what is going on. Like, is the baby pooping and peeing while they're in the hospital? Like, we expect to see one wet diaper and one poop within the first 24 hours of their life. Just one of each. That's it. Second day, you we would expect to see two of each. And that's it. And this goes for, obviously, like, you know, home births and, and birth centers and everything, too. Um, but if your baby's not pooping and peeing and they're not latching well and they're super you know super sleepy or maybe you're separated from each other for some reason then we're going to and the weight's going down then we're going to go okay what's happening here you know but if your baby's like pooping and peeing really well you're you know it's day 2 you're getting ready to go home you feel like your milk is starting to come in the baby's been feeding all along and you've been just kind of putting the baby to the breast on demand we're not going to worry about that weight loss because that is a normal weight loss and your baby We're is We're not going to. We're not going to, but right. Somebody but, might put that fear in your head. But you have to look at the whole picture. You have to look at all the things. The baby's pooping and peeing. Has the baby been going to the breast? Is the baby eating? Um, the other thing that we see, and this is scientifically research-based, so you can look it up and bring the research to whoever you would need to, if you received a lot of fluid while you were in labor, your baby's birth weight might be exacerbated, which will also cause them a higher weight loss. They will lose that fluid very quickly. Yeah, because it's not just you that had the fluid. If you're getting fluids, the baby's going to get the fluids too. So sometimes so they're going to be all puffed up. Yes, they're going to be all puffed up. I, I had people show me pictures of their babies as soon as they were born and their, their face is so swollen. It's like, oh yeah, that's that's why they lost 12%. It had nothing to do with their feeding. That is why it was yeah. all that water weight. But if you had, say, for example, a long induction where they were giving you fluids, if you had a medicated delivery, they always give you fluids with that. If you're swollen, if your feet are swollen, you can bet that you're going to have swollen breast tissue and your baby probably had some of that fluid as well, which caused some of that weight loss. Totally expected. Like it's scientifically based, it's evidence based. We know it happens, but sometimes 
nobody takes that into consideration. But now you're trying to get your baby back to a birth weight that never was. So what they really should be doing is looking at what the weight is after the first 24 hours, not what the weight is the second they're born with all that fluid. And that's, you know, it's, it's hard to remember all of those things when you go to your first pediatrician appointment, they go up, oh, the baby's down in weight. We need to supplement like that. F- well, for that's me- the thing. That's the thing is that people are going to get pushback. People get pushback all the time. They're like, I feel like things are fine, but the doctor's worried and they're, you know, they didn't gain weight and da, 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 all this stuff goes on when like, you know, we have this information. We're telling people like not to worry, but then they're going to doctors going to be like, well, you need to supplement or we're going to have to whatever, the, whatever the threat is these days. But it's, it's really, it's very it's stressful. So awful. Yeah. Babies are getting supplemented by day four, day three or four, if they weren't supplemented in the hospital. Right. And it's really, it's, it's very frustrating because we're not even giving it half a chance to work. You know, your baby is going to continue to lose weight until your milk comes in. So once your milk starts coming in, and we know that usually happens right around day three, maybe if it was a traumatic delivery or a C-section, you might be looking at an extra day. That's not unusual and it's totally okay. Doesn't mean you need to rush into supplementing or anything. It just happens. But your baby will not start to register weight gain until they've been feeding on your milk for 24 hours. So that first doctor's appointment, more than likely, your baby's still going to be down in weight. And that is normal, normal. But some doctors go, okay, your baby hasn't gained anything yet. So we need to supplement. And it's like, we're not even giving it a chance. I know. So like we have, I know, you know, we live in a culture where breastfeeding is not really normal and we have all of this like bottle norms and stuff. And, you know, we don't see breastfeeding and that really affects people's ability to successfully breastfeed. And it's really hard and people are really stressed out about it. And that's all true. But like, a lot, sometimes it's actually going fine. Mm-hmm. And we totally create problems where there aren't any problems. Because we, because like medical, medical professionals don't understand what breastfeeding is supposed to look like because it's not the norm. Or because we have all these formula supplementing protocols in hospitals where we're just like, well, this is happening Well, we'll give formula. This is happening. We recommend formula. Right. When actually, like, what's happening is perfectly normal or is a result of some sort of medical intervention that we also don't understand the effects of or take the time to learn how it affects breastfeeding because we don't understand breastfeeding to begin with. Like, we're creating problems where there are none. Sometimes. Right, exactly. Yes. And this is a situation where, and if you're listening when you're pregnant or if you plan to have other other babies along the way, or maybe you went through this, but... If you have somebody kind of lined up in advance, and I know a lot of times we talk about this and Abby mentions it all the time, like have just touch base with a lactation consultant when you're pregnant or no, you know, talk to your pediatrician. A lot of people do those little like meet and greets before they, you know, choose a pediatrician or whatever and get their stance on, on breastfeeding and what they want to do if this is really important to you. But I, I work in a pediatric office, so I can be that buffer. You know, like they come in and the baby's not gaining weight yet. I can tell the pediatrician, mom feels like her milk's coming in. The baby's feeding really well. The latch looks great. Let's bring them back in two days and just see what it looks like. And they're like, okay. And in two days they're gaining and it's fine. 
And if you are working with a lactation consultant, you can easily tell your pediatrician if they give you pushback, say, I'm working with a lactation consultant. I'm going to see her tomorrow or whatever. Can, can I come back for another weight check? Can we hold off for a day? You know, like you can really advocate for yourself in that way if you really do not want to do formula with your baby. And that is okay. That's okay. If you know your baby's pooping and peeing, you feel like your milk's starting to come in, you don't, you feel like everything is going well, but sometimes they put the fear of God into you that your well, baby exactly. is going to shrivel and Sometimes up. they threaten you. I mean, they have, they do threaten people sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, like even my friend who had the home or the home birth, mm-hmm. like, well, they need to gain, you need, need to gain some ungodly amount in a few days or we have to call a pediatrician, like the midwife. Like, yeah. how, what? <laughs> It's not even possible to gain that much weight in a day or however many days right. it was. It's ridiculous. I had somebody the other day, well, it was a couple weeks ago. I was like, what? Because the hospital told her, your baby's lost 5%. And by the time, and 6% is where we wa- we start supplementing. What? And I was like, no, what? they just make shit up. Oh my God. They just make stuff up as they go along. Yes. Was well, it not improv? I don't We're think not doing like comedy improv. Okay. This is f- people's lives. I don't think I've met a baby that didn't, that didn't lose 6% of their body weight. Yeah, They're supposed to, this like, is how humans work. Yeah. Or what I, the other one that I love to hear is I, same hospital said this babies that are born by C-section always get supplemented. Oh, shut up. So it's not, and it's not fair, right? It's not fair. No, and then that person in that system doesn't even stand a chance. No. Because they're pushing back against the system, and the system pushes back really hard sometimes. So it's really, it's very, very overwhelming. Very overwhelming and scary, because you just want the best thing for your baby. Exactly. You know, so you just kind of go, okay, you know. And they say, just supplement a little bit till your milk comes in, which is what they told you, remember? And it's like, then sometimes that can work against you if you're not yeah. doing it. And they don't tell you how to do it. They're just like, no. oh, just supplement till the milk comes in. It's like, okay, how much and do I they give? give you all the free what do formula I do? And you go home and you think everything, you don't even know what to do. Yeah. It's very, very overwhelming and discouraging to say the least. Um, and there, you know, luckily there's ways out of that. And once your baby starts gaining, your baby's feeding fine, you're rolling along. Most of the time, you know, you don't need to supplement anymore. And most no. people don't anymore. Right. After once things get rolling. And that's that's totally fine. And should we take a break and then talk yeah. about <laughs> the second half of our baby's lives there? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Let me tell you about the thing that Diane had a dream about. Oh yeah, my dreams. All right, we'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Sarah's Chill. Never worry about safely storing your breast milk or formula again. Sarah's Chill was invented by a mom for moms and offers guaranteed convenience with their double-walled stainless steel container. A little bit of water and ice is all you need to keep your breast milk or formula safe for 20 hours. No more lugging around chunky coolers and dozens of containers. You can pump and double pump all day into one sleek container. The, the chillers are dishwasher safe, airport friendly, and last a lifetime. Use it for wine, coffee, or any of your favorite beverages or hot dogs like I do to bring to the park. Hot dogs. When you're done, <laughs> totally. When you're done uh, breast or bottle feeding. Uh, head over to saraschill.com. That's C-E-R-E-S-C-H-I-L-L.com. 
And uh, or you can check them out on Instagram uh, at Sarah's Chill on Instagram for more details. Um, and use code Badass Breastfeeders twenty five. Badass best Badass Breastfeeders twenty five for twenty five percent off of your order. And today's episode is brought to you by Nikki's Natural Wipes. Nikki's was created out of the passion of two new parents wanting to protect the health of their precious new baby Nikki. Conventional baby wipes contain harsh chemicals that can lead to redness, itchiness, dry skin, a burning sensation, and even blisters and urinary tract infections. Utilizing the miraculous antibacterial qualities of Manuka honey, combined with the proven ability of coconut oil to moisturize dry skin, Nikki's has set a new global standard for premium baby wipes. The smell and feel of the wipes is unique, 100% natural, ethically sourced, EWG certified, and biodegradable. Check out the first all-natural baby wipes made with Manuka honey and coconut oil on Nikki's.com, N-I-K-I-S.com, and use code promo use promo code BADASS10. That's BADASS10 for 10% off of your purchase. And I kind of want to have another baby so I can name it Nikki. Because <laughs> I love that name it's so really much. It's really cute. Yeah. It's really um, cute. So all of our sponsors and these promo codes can be found in our show notes at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Our show notes will also include information um, about other things that we talk about. Um, and at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, you'll also find our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. Yeah. Yeah. So should we talk about the babies that are a little bit older? Yeah, a little bit older, yeah. They're just doing their thing. You're just breastfeeding. They're rolling around there. They're meeting milestones. They're busy. They're sleeping. They're doing all the things. And you go to the pediatrician and they say, your baby's not gaining weight or isn't gaining enough weight. Usually when this happens, it's right around the four to six month mark. It is very normal for babies who are breastfed or receiving breast milk to slow their weight gain down after about four months. Everything else is growing. Their length is growing. Their head circumference is growing. And they're still gaining, but not at the rate that they were prior to, you know, in the first month or two. This is normal. But we do not live in a culture where we see exclusively breastfed babies for extended periods of time. So your medical providers might not realize that this is very normal for for your exclusively breastfed baby. They just don't see this. But it is normal. So usually when people contact me with this, one one of the biggest things that comes up is we were at the appointment. And they said, my baby dropped several percentiles. I don't care what the hell your baby's percentile is. And you can listen to our percentile episode and you'll realize how ridiculous. To find out all the nonsense about the percentiles. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm always like, I don't care what the percentile is. Tell me what the weight is. And I'll, I'll do the math and see where we are. And if it's a situation where it's like, okay, yeah, your baby really isn't, it really stopped gaining well. Did they measure the baby's length? Then I'll start asking those questions. The baby's growing in length. Is the baby's head circumference? Are they meeting milestones? Are they doing all the things they're supposed to be doing? Then I will offer to see them so that we can do a weight feed and see like, is this just their growth pattern? Are they still transferring milk well? Because you know, the first thing everybody thinks of is, it's my supply. 
you know, because right. that's usually the first thing the medical provider will say. Well, is your supply okay? They'll just say you're not making enough milk. Yeah. Clearly, you're not making enough milk, and it usually drops off around four or five months. You don't make milk anymore because they just make shit up. Yeah. And, you know, oh, you, you, gotta, to work, you have to supplement. So, you know, yeah. And then they tell you that they want you to start supplementing. But if it's something that you don't want to do, then let's check all the boxes. You know, let's see. Is the baby transferring milk still? They're transferring milk well. Is this a situation where maybe we can just slip a couple more feedings in? Maybe, you know, like add in a feeding somewhere. Is it, are they at six months yet? And we can start doing some solids where you can add in some breast milk with maybe a little food. You know, there is a lot of different things that you can do without worrying about like, oh my gosh, you know, my baby is losing all this weight. Percentile, your baby is not going to be a, they're not going to stay at the same percentile. Like they're just going to, it's going to change as they grow. You also have to look at genetics. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. if, I see this happen a lot. Like if you are a smaller person or your partner is a smaller person, like you're not going to have a huge baby. So we also have to look at what is going on, you know, genetically to see, okay, is there, you know, could this just be a genetic thing? Yeah. People will struggle sometimes with a smaller baby. They'll struggle for years and years Mm -hmm. with medical professionals saying that something is wrong saying that they need to force them, you know, they need to supplement, you need to give them more foods, you need to give them Pedialyte or whatever that stuff, you know, yeah. you need to do this, you need to do that when this person is just small. Yep. Now, I had a mom that I've been working with recently who's been going through this struggle, which is probably why we even did this episode, but it's been an ongoing struggle for the last couple of, probably at least the last month, month and a half with weight gain with her baby. And... It started because she was in a Facebook moms group and everybody was talking about what size or how how much their baby weighed. And her baby didn't weigh the same as their baby. So she got nervous and was like, oh, well, my baby doesn't weigh that. Maybe I should go take her in for a weight check and see. And the doctor's like, oh, yeah, she's not gaining enough. They're doing blood work. They're threatening hospitalization. It's like, it's like, oh, my God. And she was like, I really think everything's fine. You know, I mean, it is so much stress on a parent to have to like try to manip- try to try to maneuver your way through this red tape. It's awful, right? So, what do you so so we have probably earlier on with the, this might come up more uh, uh, certainly. Well, I guess it can come up at any time, but maybe more in the beginning. So, there's all of these situations where where weight gain or, or weight loss or slow weight gain is normal. But what about when it's not normal? When you're like, you know, do you see situations or what should people be actually focusing on when um, there is a true issue? So we're going to look at like, first of all, like, you know, doing a weighed feed and making sure the baby's latching well and actually feeding when they're there, when they're at the breast. Because sometimes you don't really realize that you don't know what a feed looks like. You know, like your baby's there and they're suckling and you think they're eating, but they're really not. And I've had that happen several, you know, quite a bit over the last, you know, 15 years or whatever that I've been doing this, that parents just don't even recognize the fact that like, they're not really eating. They're just, they're super sleepy. They're not doing anything, but they're there and they're suckling. So you just kind of go, oh, they must be eating, but they're really not eating. So it's helpful to see a lactation consultant and just be like, I just want to make sure everything is, is going the way it's supposed to be going. 
and making sure that the baby is transferring milk. If there's a situation with like the poop is a really good indicator. So I'm glad that you brought that up earlier because if they're newborn and their poop is not changing, then that is definitely a red flag. But even as they get older, if their poop changes again, you know, like if it, if their poop is just like changes color again, if it's maybe mucusy, like really mucusy, if it's the baby's really fussy, they're not gaining well, that could be, that could definitely be like a problem, an allergy as far as like dairy allergy or something like that. I know people like to throw that around a lot now, but a true like dairy allergy, which is going to cause them problems with weight gain you know, it's going to show up in a lot of ways. So we're looking at that. We're looking at maybe is there a lot of, is there a reflux? A true reflux baby is going to lose weight. Mm. So is there like a really severe issue with reflux? Because that could be causing, you know, a weight issue there too. Sometimes they will do blood work and maybe something will come up like thyroid, which can happen with little babies too there might be a thyroid issue and that would cause some problems with weight. Um, and, but a lot of times it's just the way the baby is designed, but we expect them to weigh a certain amount. We expect to see them gain a certain amount of weight when maybe your baby's just not designed to gain that kind of weight. You know, what's mm-hmm. expected to see for, for breastfed babies is half an ounce to an ounce a day. Or like five ounces a week or so, you know, anywhere from four to seven ounces a week. But sometimes the medical professionals will say, we want your baby to gain an ounce a day. That's usually the standard. Yeah. Yeah. An ounce a day. But that's not enough. That's that's not what we expect for breastfed babies. We expect half an ounce to an ounce a day. So that's usually another thing that I'll ask too. Like, okay, let me see what the weight gain is. Give me the numbers. And if it's around that half ounce a day, I'm like, you're, you're fine. Your baby's fine. They're, they're within normal limits. They're doing fine. But it's really, you gotta, you gotta look at the whole picture. You gotta look at how they're behaving, what they're doing. You know, I mean, it just, it makes a huge difference. Sometimes, you know, those babies are sleeping. I've had, you know, how many parents have told me like, the the pediatrician's complaining about the weight gain, but the baby sleeps so well overnight. I hate to wake them up for another feeding, you know. And it's like I I kind of feel like they would wake up if they needed that feeding, you know. Like it yeah, just right. yeah. <laughs> your baby's sleeping really well overnight at four, five, six months. I would they they know when they want to eat at that age. I think like they would get if up. the baby they're telling you the baby should be sleeping all night, and then if the baby sleeps all night, then they tell you that the baby should be eating more. Right. And then it's like, Jesus Christ, nobody, nobody, you cannot win. You can't. You can't. We create these. I mean, this medical industry is like, you know, they make money off of problems, right? So, of course, there are situations where there is a problem, but there are many, many, many more situations where there are not problems. I, I remember having Jack in the hospital and Jack like wouldn't pee. Jack hadn't peed. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like, okay, well, we need to go take him down there to do a liver test. <sighs> so he had like a liver test. His actual, my actual doctor showed up later. She's like, where's the baby? And I was like, he didn't pee. So they took him down for a liver test. She was like, oh my God, I could have made that baby pee. Yeah. They she like, was like mad. You know, and they're the just bladder. like, right. She was like, I want to flick some water at its penis. Yeah. Um, she's like, you know, I mean, you know, so she was one doctor who she was young. She was a, um, 
a resident who was my OB. So she was like, you know, a little bit kind of like still being able to see kind of the stuff that was like, wait a minute, why is that happening? She wasn't all the way in it yet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, You know, so she was just like, that's so stupid. And it was like, so not like that. My baby is just brand new and now he's getting a test on his liver. Like (laughs) I was dying. I was almost dying. I'm like, you have to bring me some like Valium or something because I literally cannot stomach this. And of course they're like, oh, it's fine. And they peed later. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just, it really... Maybe he doesn't have to pee yet. He just fucking got here. Right. It's its very, it's so overwhelming. And the idea that in our culture, every baby should be fat. Is... I know. Yes. Every baby should be fat and every grown up should be skinny. I just, I just can't. It's with insane. That. It's absolutely, ins- it's absolute insanity. Yeah. Like we're all like, it's just, it, it, that's just a definition of completely insane. Yeah. And, and then we have, we're all reeling in the middle of it, like scared about something going wrong. And again, it's totally things can be wrong and people can help, but there are no situations that somebody can't help you with. I could honestly say in all the years that I've been doing this, rarely is there an actual medical issue. Rarely. Right. Like it's probably usually, I mean, like with me, it was like, let's get a, let's work on getting a better latch. Exactly. You know, let, yeah. Let's work on, let's work on you not giving him the, dre- the, the breast that Jack just drank out of. Yeah. <laughs> like how about giving him one with Scully got a lot of milk in it? That you would know, help. It's like, well, let's think about the feeds here. Like, because I had one mom that was like, well, she does fall asleep all the time. So maybe if I just I could do breast compressions, keep her awake, stimulate her, make sure she's getting a full feed. Okay. Yeah, they are babies. Like, they do need help. You have to help mm-hmm. them. Absolutely. And sometimes you don't know how to do that. And so when you figure out how to do it, how do we help these babies learn how to do this? Then, you know, th- these problems can be fixed. I mean, we can't tell you not to worry because no, well, you're, you're going to worry about your baby's weight constantly. Like it just is something that you're going to do. But just have information about the yeah. expectations. And have people to co- to call that can help you navigate this because it's overwhelming if you're trying to do it by yourself. Yeah. We also live in this culture where a doctor knows everything, right? The doctor knows everything. Everything that this doctor says is is true because they're like the smartest people ever. But the uh, the truth is, is that you have to start seeing your doctor as a human. Mm-hmm. They don't know everything and they know very little about lactation. You yeah. know, so get a second opinion, get other people involved. Um, to help with that because you're not going to be able to get the right information from your doctor usually. Yeah. But yeah. So I hope that's helpful. We just kind of like tipped the iceberg, but right. I know. I, I definitely hope it was helpful, but if you have a story to tell about it, let us know, you know, let us know what your experience was. If you, if you yeah, kind of we can always it. hit these topics, anytime we talk about, we can always hit from a different angle. If you let us know, like, Oh, you talked about that and we didn't, but you didn't cover this part of it. Then we'll just yeah. we'll do it. Sounds good. Thanks for listening. We don't know what you're going through unless you tell us. I know. Tell us. <laughs> Jeez, I know we pretend we know everything, but we don't. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.